0: I don't know why I'm still shocked that in 2019 people are being mauled at zoos, but I am always interested to find out what animal did the mauling. We'll talk about it. I am Boston Rob. This is the Boston Rob Show. My show is much like Goodwill Hunting. We'll laugh. The woman that got mauled will definitely be crying. I can't say it's not your fault, Will. It, it was definitely this dodo's fault. getting mauled in 2019 like have you not seen the harambe videos have you have you have you missed all of this you gotta stay outside the barriers at the zoo people but most importantly we will be calling out those that are suspect and this lady that got mauled numero uno suspect number one i mean she's bumping r kelly from the list even though R. Kelly's still all over the news. That dude, after his interview, he went back to jail, got released from jail by some secret bond. I don't know, was it Dog the Bounty Hunter? No, it said it was some woman who paid his child support and paid his bond, or I don't don't know what exactly they needed to get him out of jail. But then he goes to McDonald's. (laughs) Like, he can't order on Grubhub. Doesn't Postmates deliver Uber Eats anything, right? Because when you hear, like, he physically went to McDonald's, all I can think about is R. Kelly sitting in the ball pit, eating a Big Mac, looking for his next girlfriend. All right, that's inappropriate. But this story of this lady getting mauled at the zoo bumps that. I am just so shocked at the stupidity of people. After all the time, I mean, zoos have been around since what? The dawn of man and people have been getting mauled since the zoos began. I mean the Roman Colosseum, that's that was kind of a zoo and they put people in it to get mauled. Nowadays at least there's barriers. And these dodos are still trying to get a selfie. It's like what? I could not believe it when I started scrolling through the news and I see this video where in the still shot is a jaguar. Now that's my favorite animal. So you got my attention. I'm like, w- what's this? Then I read the headline and it says, woman mauled at Arizona Zoo by a jaguar. And I'm thinking, my good God, did somebody get it on video? Because I have to see this. I have to see the way a jaguar attacks. They're so elusive. And if you've ever seen any jaguar fights on YouTube, there's one of like a jaguar going after a crocodile. Um which is gnarly to see one of these big cats rip a crocodile out of the water it's like yo that's that's an apex predator right there i don't want a selfie with it and not if it's in a cage <laughs> i want a selfie with the jaguar that was maybe raised by hand and is still about six months old but the jaguar is one gnarly cat this is not to be tangoed with and i watched the video and it's actually like a news story on it. So it starts with the, the anchor introducing the story and you learn some fascinating facts. Like the only way they <laughs> distracted the jaguar was with the water bottle. And I could just think like, damn, man, you know, even though it's a jaguar, it's still just re- really just a big kitty cat because they like shook a water bottle at it. Maybe somebody had a spray bottle and they sprayed it in the nose and it was like and it ran off. But that's literally how they got this woman away out of the mauling grips of the jaguar and then this anchor is like cuts to the video with no warning this was the most shocking part of the whole thing that he goes to the video he throws it to the video he's like here's the woman (laughs) there was no video of the attack but what i got was much worse it's this lady on the ground you can't see her face somebody's attending to her up top and there are other people running in but before the people all get to her and kind of calm her down she's like half in the fetal position laying on the ground and her arm is one of the gnarliest, grossest gashes you've ever seen it was one of those gashes that like isn't even bleeding it's just this open wound that has like the white stuff I don't know if that's fat or what I would assume it's fat. It's like the liposuction fat, you know, like it was just two flaps of skin with white inside. It was so disgusting. I'm sitting there going, oh, like no warning on this video, like no censoring, no blurring this out. And as soon as I thought that, like I might throw up, I can't be seeing this. (laughs) I'm too young to see this. Like then the big sensor blur bubble goes over it. But at that point it was too late. I watched that for a solid 15 to 30 seconds. I don't know how long. It seemed like forever. But I was like, thank God somebody blurred that because really that was a little too much for me. And then the people rush in and aid her. But this stupidity, like how do you stop it? Right? Because they have barriers at the zoo. And these barriers, if you've, everybody's been to the zoo. If you've ever been to the zoo, you know these barriers are usually not the easiest things to cross. They're usually about, like, neck high instead of waist high. They're usually a good 5, 10, 15, 20 feet sometimes from the cage. So, I mean, they're meant as a deterrent. And with real dangerous animals, it's like, yo, the cage is so far from the barrier. Or usually the cage is, like, lowered. Like the zoo I went to where the rhinos were. It was like, there was a stone wall, and then where the rhinos were kept were actually dropped down, you know, 20 feet. So, if you're going in there, you're breaking your legs, and the rhinos have you. <laughs> Good deterrent. People are looking at it like, eh, I don't know if I could make that jump. Um, maybe I'll stay, stay clear of the selfie with the rhinos today. But, this is how I think these issues of stupidity need to be handled. I think this would be a better deterrent than the barriers, or actually, they would go—they would go concurrent with the barriers. You keep the barriers in place, but there's a new zoo policy. Okay, bear with me. This might be a little vulgar for your ears, like the cut on that—that that gash on the lady's arm to my eyes. This might be a little jarring for some of you. But just keep in mind, if it saves a life. <laughs> If it deters one person from trying to get a selfie with a jaguar, did we do our job? Now, this is how I think it should be handled. I think when you buy your ticket, when you're walking into the zoo, they they reiterate the barriers are there for a reason. Nobody should cross them at any point. And if you do cross them, our zookeepers are taught not to cross them because they're not idiots. <laughs> and that way like when that lady jumped the barrier to get a selfie with the jaguar and she's being mauled to death the zoo people and whoever's there to help run to the barrier and they go are you okay and she will scream and you know be in agony no 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 save me and the zoo people will go we can't cross the barrier i'm sorry it's zoo policy you should have known that and hey she might lose her life but you know what i guarantee you anybody that reads that story, hears about it, or saw it, will never, ever, ever cross a barrier at the zoo again. In fact, if people knew that was like, (laughs) you know, this became law that you could not cross the barrier, like you'd serve jail time or, you know, huge fines. And the zookeepers obviously respect that that the first person to do it, like let's say this lady was the first person to do it and all the people that that wanted to help her, all they could do was reach to her and go, give us your hand. And she's like, I can't reach, I'm 20 feet away. And they're like, that's right. That's why the barriers are here, you idiot. (laughs) And they just let her die. I guarantee you, once word spreads, like yo, nobody's coming in to rescue you, I think we might stop the the problem we have with the stupid people that want selfies with really dangerous apex predators. <laughs> and we just allow nature to take its course, you know? It's like at that point, this lady kind of deserved whatever she was going to get. And God forbid, if anybody else got hurt, you know, that's my fear. That somebody's going to rescue her in the... They don't have a spray bottle to chase off the big apex kitty cat, the jaguar. (laughs) I still can't get over that. That was said in the news story. They were like, they distracted the jaguar with a water bottle. And I'm thinking like, wow, (laughs) who was the guy that was like, here, kitty, kitty. (laughs) I really wish things were my way, you know, and they stood at the gates and they were like, hey, we're on the safe side of the barrier. You know, the rules. If you can reach us, we'll help you. If not, everybody, avert your eyes. It's gonna get nasty. But who knows that? I listen. That's if I was in politics, I'd be announcing that to the to the Senate floor. Now the zoo bill. Stay on the safe side of the barriers. All in favor? <laughs> I just I think it's a better deterrent because the barriers aren't doing their job at this point. You know. Somehow, I, uh, like, I've never witnessed it, but wouldn't, like, if you saw somebody jump the bear wouldn't you be like, idiot, that's a jaguar. Like, you don't stand a chance. You know, this thing is not going to pose for you. This thing probably thinks you're prey, and if you know anything about big cats, we went to a zoo in New Jersey, and my son was real little at the time. I have it on video, too, and he sat against the fence where the tigers were was the tigers no no no. it was the female lions there was one female lion, and i watched this thing creep up totally in pounce mode behind him because he had his back turned now cats just like the tiger the tiger has on the back of its ears these white spots that mimic eyes so you know whatever is in the woods anything i mean it's an apex predator but it has the look of like a face behind it as a deterrent for i don't know other tigers that might f with it but it's pretty well known like if you turn your back on a big cat it's gonna seize the opportunity that's nature so this big cat like creeped up behind my son and as soon as i caught it and you see this on the video too that i have I rushed up to where he was so it saw me face to face. It was one of the most terrifying things I had to do, but as a parent, it's like instinct kind of kicks over or kicks in, you know? And in the video, I like rushed up to it and it kind of started to come at him and backed away. And it was so terrifying for me, even knowing there was a fence, you know, 10 feet and then the cage, but these big cats, man, they are nothing to mess with. And was it worth the selfie? I mean, now she's got a scar and a story, so who knows. Did everybody spring forward? Did you? I have an idea about this pushing the clocks ahead, and it involves, like, when we do it. I really want to tell you what my idea is, because I think it's stupid we do it in the middle of the night. You know, you just wake up, and your body's kind of adjusted. That's no fun. I want to tell you what my idea is for springing forward, setting the clocks ahead an hour, the daylight savings, and I will tell you about it next. So, did you set your clocks ahead an hour? We don't even really have to set anything. Well, I guess we do. Like, our phones do it for us, but we gotta set our cars, our stoves, and our alarm clocks. This, I, I gotta say, this is probably the only time a smart home or like the the technology that can connect everything the interwoven house alarm clock car you know like everything that speaks to each other your locks you know tell or can sense when you lay in your bed or I don't know what the technology that's where it's going <clears throat> just so you know like there's going to be we're going to get a smart bed at some point where it's like you lay down and the front door locks <laughs> and then when things go haywire or the internet goes out It's gonna be like the purge a free-for-all like you won't be able to lock your house your lights will go out it's gonna be nuts but this is one of the times where i'm kind of like all right you can sell me on a smart home if it changes my alarm clocks my stove my vcr yes i still have vcr and my car if it does all that for me i might be willing to hear the pitch you know that's all i'm saying I'm not saying I would do it, but I'd be willing to hear what the pitch is on this integrated technology of the smart home. Um, But, I mean, other than that, your phones do it. And the fact that it happens at, you know, Saturday night at 2 a.m. or whatever into Sunday morning, that's so boring. I mean, for all my people that work the 9-to-5s, how rad would it be if Friday... Afternoon at four o'clock, we did daylight savings. Instead on the weekend, Friday at four, everybody, everybody, one time a year. Well, I guess when we set it back, this would suck. But hear me out on the springing forward. Once a year, Friday at four, in the middle of March, it turns to five o'clock. You get out of work, bail early. Everybody scores an hour. Wouldn't that be rad? I mean, that's something that I think America should do. I want to hear Bernie Sanders' take on that. I know there's probably some companies lobbying politicians to have this done at, like, Monday at noon. (laughs) They're like, we need to gain one hour of productivity. It will earn us an extra $1 billion. And in a few years, with the right person in the white house that can take that money you'll have a day where monday at noon you, nobody's going to lunch they're going uh, 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 daylight savings it's one o'clock go back to work <laughs> i mean i'm i'm a stay-at-home dad so i'd like to see it happen on like a monday night at 7 p.m so that way all of a sudden it's 8 p.m no questions asked i tell the kids no look at the clock 8 p.m go to bed get upstairs i just think it's boring and I don't know anybody who can adjust to this. There's always that person that's like, oh my God, it's killing me, this hour I lost. And you're like, really? What are you doing Sunday morning that, like, that hour you you couldn't adjust to? <laughs> and I mean, I got up at 6.30 with the kids. It was really 7.30 because we pushed the clocks ahead forward. But it I didn't bother me. I'm tired all the time. that hour ain't ain't gonna kill me um you know i read this story too i was going through i forget what it was a weird news day i was so fascinated by the gail king r kelly interview that like the rest of the news i was kind of like eh, this is this is boring i need somebody screaming (laughs) to get me excited about the news again that r kelly thing and it's not going away oh no but scrolling through and i see like a Maybe that's what it was. I was on social media, and I seen a meme talking about how the French donate all their food from the grocery store before it expired. Now, here's some advice for you that I started doing a while ago, because I got burnt posting something that turned out like one of the facts was wrong, and I felt like a fool, and I didn't take it down, but I didn't comment on it. I just quietly learned a lesson. (laughs) Yes, I let the the fake fact linger for a little bit. But I was like, you know what? I'm never reposting something unless I check it out. So that's must, must have been why I learned about this. Because this is a two-year-old news story. We're now three years old. This is from 2016. And it's true. There's a French law that forces any grocery store that's... I forget what the square footage is. Over 4,000 square feet. So a pretty big store. It's not going to affect the mom and pops. But it forces them to donate their food that's nearing expiration and there's not just fines but potential jail time that could be served now some of you maybe hear this and go oh you you shouldn't have a law to do that but when you start to look at how much food is wasted and i was shocked at this number but they say about 40 percent of produced food in america goes to waste 40 percent that's almost half the food that's produced and I mean, we've all seen the expiration counter, expiration shelf at the store, but if you've never seen, like, the dumpsters out back, that's the saddest thing. Now, I watch some YouTubers that do dumpster diving, and they filmed it, where it's like dumpsters full of food, and it's just heartbreaking. I mean, it really is. It, it's, it's so sad that in a country like ours, that is so advanced, we haven't figured out some way to, like, reuse that food you know and the worst part is like a lot of the disregarded food or the a lot of the food that they have to toss in the dumpster it's destroyed in a way like i guess a while ago they used to just destroy the food now they actually like will pour bleach on it and like ruin the food where it's not even smell, you know, rotten it's just like totally destroyed because they need to protect people from food poisoning I guess, you know, dumpster divers will go. You know, if you're hungry enough, it's not going to stop you. Food being in the dumpster, if you're starving, you're going to eat it. And if that's been sitting there for a little too long, sitting in the sun, a hot dumpster, could give you food poisoning. And these stores obviously don't want a lawsuit, whatever, don't want to hurt people. But when I tell you the numbers about how many people are going hungry, it's like, we've got to figure something better than this. And there were laws, too, that we're protecting or not protecting but that we're stopping food in france from going to landfills which i thought was great because it's like we shouldn't be you know there's gotta be a way to figure out just the humanity of it because in america one in six kids struggle with hunger 16 million children a year and they say 48 almost 49 million people adults older older people teens struggle with hunger a year. Now, for perspective, we only have 325, 26 million people in America. So that's a sixth of our community. I mean, somebody in your neighborhood, one of the kids that goes to school with your children, it could be yours. I know my family's been through that. And it doesn't mean that you're like distended belly looking malnourished, malnourished, when it's like rough times and you don't have any food in the house. And that affects kids, affects them going to school. I mean, it's just a horrible thing. And when you think about how far we are, we are a first world country. Now, what I was reading is like, I guess the not first world countries, but close to, they have more of an issue with food expiring in like the production phase. So it like doesn't even get to market sometimes. But we're a country where we've figured out the production line. You know, we know how to produce food. In fact, we produce it so much (laughs) and so well that we have too much and it gets tossed. Now that's heartbreaking that like that should be, that's my 2020 soapbox. That's my 2020 issue that I'm running on for president. You can write me in, feel free to. I want to stop the food waste and get it back to people that are hungry. Because how rad would that be? Especially the stuff that's like prepackaged. You know, that doesn't need to go in the trash, and it certainly doesn't need to be destroyed. It breaks my heart when we got to throw away any kind of food in my house. That's how I've gained so much dad weight. Because I'm like, oh, oh, don't don't, throw that away. put that on the counter. Dad will eat it. There's no dieting in my house. I cannot diet, because <laughs> if the kids, I make them lunch, and all of a sudden, they hate, you know, whatever it is that day. They're like, nah, I hate apples. Well, that's a bad example. But you know what I mean? Whatever they don't eat, I'm finishing it, because I don't want to get, I don't want to toss. And I tell them, like, this hungry kids. Never mind in Africa, This hungry kids down the street. This hungry kids at your school. So how rad would that be to have a law like the French do? And before you start hating on the French, they're the one that gave us democracy, freedom, a lot of that stuff, you know? They helped us in the Revolutionary War. We owe it to them. Show them some respect. And I say bite their style, just like we did after the Revolutionary War. We should be doing it now. That's so dope that they have a law where these foods, the, the, the grocery stores cannot waste this food. They got to bring it to a food bank or like a church. I, I was reading they have all these different spots where, you know, it gets to people that are in need. And the people that are in need were saying like, yo, we've never seen such good food. Because if you've ever been on food stamps or welfare or anything, you know. Your selection is very limited, very limited. So it must be nice to get, you know, like a prepackaged sub, something like that, especially when there's kids involved. That's just heartbreaking. So hopefully this is an issue in 2020 for the presidential election. If not, I'll make it mine. Write me in. Thank you so much for listening to the Boston Rob Show. If you have not, make sure you subscribe. Do it right now. What are you waiting for? I podcast about every other day, sometimes every day. And if you subscribe, you will be alerted to every time a new podcast is up. Make sure, too, if you're listening in iTunes, go scroll down to the bottom. I'm wrapping up right now. You scroll your podcast down to the bottom. You'll see the five stars. You click five stars. That's a rating for me. I really, really appreciate it. I love you, listeners. I can't tell you enough. How, how rad it is to see people giving me five stars. Please, if you haven't, do so right now. And share the podcast, too. Tell your friends about it. Share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on all, all of those. You can hit me up on any of them, at Boston Rob R-O-B-B. And as we finish the podcast every time, much love, spread love. Peace.